Hello, everybody. My name is Mel LaFera, and I welcome you to this special astrocast for the new moon in Aquarius. So we'll be having the new moon at 4 degrees and 21 minutes of Aquarius on Friday, January 24th, 2020, at 1.42 p.m. here, Pacific Time. And I am deeming this new moon a point of vantage. So here we are, you know, fresh in Aquarius season, uh, and it might feel like we're lightening from, or at least detaching a little bit from the all the Saturnian action that we've gone through, but we're not quite through with Saturn yet. Uh, it really will be uh, in that domain for the whole year, but you know, some of the Aquarius qualities that we're going to be tapping into uh, during this lunar month is uh, new vantage points, new perspectives, or at least enlarging our perspectives, um, raising our frequency and our vibration so that we are resonating or we're repelling, you know, because that's the thing too with Saturn uh, ruled energy is that there is, we might attract, but we might repel. But at the same time, what's happening is we are finding where our frequency lies and who and what we resonate with. And so being able to pull back in from this fixed air position, we're just going to have a bigger vantage point of our lives and know just where we're resonating. Now, of course, the new moon ruler, as we have both the sun and moon in Aquarius, uh, is going to be Saturn. You know, traditionally, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, although some modern astrologers might attribute Uranus to it. But I promise you, Uranus is just as much in this mix (laughs) uh, as Saturn is. So, Here we have, um, and I will say another interesting component about this, and I'll elaborate on that later, is that the new moon is falling within the bounds or the terms and also uh, the face or the decan of Venus. And there is a lot of Venus action that is going on during this Aquarius season, but also uh, that is seeding into this full moon. Oh, not full moon. We're not quite there yet. New moon. Um, But She'll be playing a part here too. So just a reminder, you know, this new moon with the ruler being Saturn and Capricorn, that Saturn and Pluto are still heavy in the skies. We already had our conjunction uh, that perfected on the 12th of January, but these are slow movers. And the foundations that are changing and shifting in our lives um, are, you know, they're still doing that. And that's going to be a theme of this year in particular. And definitely in March, uh, there. This is going to be triggered again. But this Aquarius period does really act as kind of an in-between zone. And I think we're going to get the space we need, because Aquarius does like space, in order to pull it all back and see this larger perspective that I'm talking about. So know that, you know, there is still that Saturn um, heaviness, but at the same time, we get to detach a little bit about, uh, a little bit from it uh, by being in this Aquarius space. Now, you might have tapped into some of the new moon agenda uh, while the moon was dark in Capricorn, actually while I'm recording this broadcast right here, uh, because the moon is passing over the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And so paying attention, if you listen to this quick enough, uh, you know, paying attention to this period in time might give you some added uh, directive to what you are personally uh, wanting to put boundaries and walls around and to build up um, and, you know, really start those Saturnian uh, agendas. 
Now, not only Saturn, we'll put Saturn aside from now because he's got enough. <laughs> he has gotten enough press lately. Uh, but we also have um, the sun and the moon are actually in a separating square for Uranus and Taurus. And so uh, the sun made a square to Uranus just about a day or so prior, you know, as I'm making this broadcast as well. Um, but uh, so there's this Uranian component that is in this new moon. And we know Uranus wants to shake things up. It wants us, it wants us to have a different vantage point as well, too, and, and to raise the frequency and raise the vibration. And you can see why Uranus would vibe with uh, Aquarius type of energy, although it's not a ruler, you know, it is its own thing, uh, kind of bigger than that. Um, but there is this component of our worlds being shaken up in some way, uh, and because because it's the sun and the moon meeting here, and especially the sun, because this is our perspective, right? This is our purpose. This is a solar light that shines and helps us change a page, turn the page. Um, and so here, Uranus was really pushing that uh, component where we we just need to liberate and break free, or we are presented with things that might be out of our control uh, that just, you know, create a storm in our lives, but we gain wisdom and perspective through that. And especially since the sun and the moon are also in that sextile with Chiron and Aries, you know, the things that we are triggered with, there, there is wisdom and healing to come out of these experiences, even if they are trying when we go through them. So just know that that kind of energy is seeding into this new moon too, and maybe where we're going to gain that bigger uh, perspective and that new vantage point. Now, on top of that, we have Mercury. Mercury over in uh, Aquarius, you know, not too far off from the sun and the moon. Uh, far enough along, not quite out of combustion yet, but it's, it's getting there. Uh, but Mercury Mercury is making a sextile with Mars in the skies, and this is one of our tightest applying aspects that's going to be playing out during this lunar period. And so Mercury and Mars meeting together, you know, these are conversations. These are that we have with ourselves, that we have with other people, um, where the mind is, is activated by the act principle itself, Mars. And, you know, here we have Mercury and Aquarius. It's it's that fixed Earth that's rising above and looking for innovative solutions and different ways of going about things and this new perspective that I'm talking about. While Mars and Sagittarius, you know, this is a point of our stories and our beliefs about life. Um, and I think that this is actually you know, even though communication is going to be ramped up and there is, you know, the uh, possibility to say certain things or say too much at this time, on the positive side of this new moon seeding in with this sextile is that Mars, you know, it acts as a cutting force. So if it's in this area of beliefs, and what inspires us, you know, we can get inspired and ramped up to go after something while also at the same time cutting out old beliefs um, and old approaches to our stories that just no longer resonate because we have to raise the vibration. So any cutting that needs to be done, especially on the mental level, I'm like doing karate chops with my hands right now, just so you know, like <laughs> acting it out. Um, you know, this is going to be very much part about this lunation. And especially since the moon, the last aspect it makes is going to be a square to the Uranus, and then it's going to sextile the Mars, the Mars, <laughs> Mars, and then a conjunct Mercury there. So this is kind of the meat, I think, of uh, some of the mental uh, and action-oriented component that's going to be seated in this uh, lunar period. 
Now, if you recall earlier, I said that Venus, what you know, that where the new moon's happening is in the bounds in the ter- face of Venus. And so there is dignity to Venus in this uh, new moon setting. And Venus is actually the, the planet that's going through the most, um, you know, the most aspects in the sky right now, as she just is about to square Mars, uh, you know, where the two, the feminine and the masculine sides of us, uh, and we all have them, we all, regardless of the sex that you have, you know, these are tension, uh, warring type of aspects, which might play out on the outside, but it could happen on the inside where we're trying to find our sense of value and how our personal values make us feel whole and help us direct our lives and really sit in the right vibration that we need to be in. So uh, there might be tension between values and beliefs and rearranging that during this time. And especially since Venus is about to go to Neptune uh, in a conjunction there too. And so you know, that's that's going to take us to this place where uh, relationships might not be as clear, just, you know, relations to ourselves might not be clear, or they might be uh, very much compassionate and where we are very much attached to the people um, and the, the feelings that we're having based on our connections. Um, and I like that because it takes us out of the Saturnian agenda with that new moon ruler being Saturn. It puts, helps put that Venus component on. But I think if we believe Blend Venus and Saturn together, uh, we're going to get, um, you know, we won't sacrifice ourselves completely, but we won't shut ourselves off or hardwall ourselves to where we're not connecting. And so I found it very interesting that I just happened to come across this Pericles quote quote, that I posted on Facebook back in 2012, and it popped up for me today um, as Venus is making a sextile to Jupiter too. So she is growing herself. But uh, the quote by Pericles says, what you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. And so this puts a really, uh, you know, strong relationship component on this space. Um, and that might be where we're getting the vantage point from too, uh, because we're going to be able to find the bigger picture of our lives through the connections that we have with other people and the connections that we honor and the connections that we keep in life too, because Venus uh, meeting Neptune and, Mar- and Venus squaring Mars, you know, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but there are a lot of uh relationship components that we can learn at the start of this new moon to help carry us forward. For a great example of this is I was just on Nextdoor. You know, it's an app if you uh, live in a city that you connect with your neighbors and, you know, it's an interesting platform. But there was a lady that was uh, putting your organizing her children together to help uh, make care bags for the homeless. And she, we have those little libraries in our neighborhoods where you can just leave books and, and take books and, you know. And she's like, well, what about if we did a food one for the homeless so that they, you know, never go hungry? You know, and some people are like, that's a wonderful idea. You know, the Venus and the Neptune and the Pisces. It's like, I love that. Uh, then the Saturnian people are coming out and being like, are you crazy? People are just going to be rooting through the neighborhood. Um, and, you know, you're not the person to solve this problem. Uh, we have organizations that can help do that. So maybe volunteer your time with an organization. You know, that's very Aquarius. And so here we have this Mars square Venus component where, and it was actually literally the woman, it was a woman and then men were yelling at her. But still, you know, and neither side is wrong 
right? They both have valid points. Um, but this is where we need to see the bigger picture and detach enough from maybe where we find tension, especially tension with an idea since Mars is in Sagittarius and our beliefs around things. So let yourself learn from that scenario that, um, you know, neither everybody's heart was in the right place. It's just a different way of approaching it. So, you know, that's kind of the aspects that are under underway. Of course, Mars is going to square Neptune here too uh, in a handful of days' time. Well, actually, not only about three or four days. Uh, so there is that component too. Um, but you can see there, it's, it's interesting. We're detached in this Aquarius space, but there's so much energy that's swirling around. Uh, the Jupiter-ruled signs, and of course, in Saturn, uh, Saturn in Capricorn. Now, with the tarot correspondences, uh, so if you go over to uh, energeticprinciples.com, I do do a blog post that has pictures um, and a chart, and so you can follow along with these things. I probably should have said that in the beginning of this forecast, but uh, if you want to see the tarot that I'm referencing, you can see the picture. Uh, I use three decks. I use the Tarot de Saint-Croix, I use the Golden Universal Tarot, and then the Anima Mundi Tarot, one of my favorites. And so some of the tarot correspondences, we have the new moon degree, which falls into the uh, the Deccan category of the Five of Swords. Um, we have the star, which is the card of Aquarius. We have the Prince of Swords. And the Prince of Swords is, uh, you know, this is the principle of fixed air. You know, fixed signs move towards something steadily. Um, and then the Swords, of course, is that air component. And then last but not least, we have the Four of Pentacles, uh, which is where Saturn and Pluto are basically sitting at this time. Um, So, you know, the Newman degree being on five of swords, this also, pick your battles, right? You know, this is a time where we have to pick our battles in life um, and know when to lay down the swords um, with certain challenges. And the one that I just used for the next door example is a perfect one at that. You know, sometimes you got to know when to lay down that sword. Um, and you might recall if you listened to Joe Gleason and I's uh, broadcast on the Aquarius season in general, that I had mentioned that uh, the Five of Swords was aligned with Venus in Aquarius, um, and Mel Maline wrote to, re, write, uh, writes in her Tabula Mundi Tarot that um, you know you don't want your intellect necessarily clouded with sentiment um, with this degree because that might be what keeps us fighting, you know. And so just keep in mind that knowing you know our battles uh, are very important during this new moon uh, because we want to be fighting for the right thing. We want to be putting our energy in the right place and our power in the right place. Now, with the star, you know, Aquarius is looking to the future. It's looking to the guiding star and the principle that we see off in the distance and the thing that we hope for. Uh, and, you know, and hopes are so important. Faith is so important. Um, and so where we're opening our perspective, we're going to align with the star to have us, you know, continue on the course, you know, in that fixed Aquarius way, but know that it is still uh, a possibility, right? You know, it's it's air our future possibility. Possibilities, so it might not be here today, but we can fixate uh, mentally uh, on that particular goal and that kind of soul shine that is coming through at this time. Now, the Prince of Swords it keeps our intellect on track. Uh, it also can fire it up too, because you know, prince, uh, princes or knights, they're always double-edged, <laughs> and so are swords. So this really reinforces this l- lunar period as well as. 
getting your mind set and on track and ready to like, you know, communicate what it needs, go after what it wants, take advantage, you know, take advantage of the mental realm, um, get your message out there, but also just, you know, curb the, curb the, the, the fighting <laughs> or curb the back and forth. And that could be difficult with Mercury and Mars sextile in the skies, even though it's a, a nice aspect. Um, it just makes the flow of conversation very ramped up at this time. But if we can solidify our ideas and the plan ahead, you know, the Prince of Swords is really working for us. And of course, we have the Four of Pentacles still at play with the Saturn component. And the Four of Pentacles helps us stabilize our material foundation, but it also challenges us when we've been stable or stuck for too long. Long, and we have to use our power in the right way, either to uh, give ourselves a stronger foundation or recognize the power that we have to move us beyond uh, some, you know, where a bottom might be falling out or we just need to grow in life and we can't sit here and hug this coin any longer. So that's really some of the tarot correspondences that I'm seeing for this lunation. And now last but certainly not least, we have the Sabian symbol at five degrees Aquarius, which is a council of ancestors with the keyword of antecedents and the theme of standing on principle. And I, you know, this was interesting to me because this is really tapping back into the Saturn component because when we have a council of ancestors, you know, this is where we come from. This denotes the past. But at the same time, it's, it really resonates with the values and the ideals um, that our ancestors carry that then we perpetuate from generation to generation. And we always say, you know, you learn from history, you learn from the past. Uh, we don't want to repeat it. Uh, but sometimes we do want to repeat things that work and then those values and ideals that just stand the test of time. And so that might be something, especially with all these Venus uh, contacts going on, where we are connecting to those values and ideals and helping to perpetuate them. Um, same with uh, finding inspiration and wise guidance through uh, either elders in your life or people who are at a mentor level or uh, through the past once again. And so this might be a time where we need to air things out with other people and get valued opinions that might be from that larger perspective and that bird's eye view that we just can't get on our own, but others can help us get us there if we, uh, you know, address the council, so to speak. And so this might be just a reminder that newer is not necessarily better because we are in Saturn territory still, but we can renovate and, and, and work with what we have and raise that vibration and bring it to the next level. So don't try to over-modernize or reinvent the wheel during this period, but notice uh, you know, what it, solid foundations that are always going to be there, always hold their value, always uh, you know, just have substance and then build off of those, innovate those, take those to the higher uh, point that we're building. You know, let that be the foundation of your skyscraper that you're in. Uh, but as we learned earlier from Pericles, we can build our skyscrapers and our stone buildings, but at the end of the day, uh, those connections with others and that really that social aspect of Aquarius and coming together um, in with a sense of shared humanity is really part of this whole season. And here we have this ability to really tune into it now and to align ourselves with that. So, all right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed this AstroCast. I tried to give it a little bit less time than I have in the last couple ones, but ooh, so much to say with the eclipses. 
So to stay up to date on the micro and the macro of the day-to-day, you know, consider signing up for my weekly audio cast, uh, weekly forecast that comes out on Patreon now. And so you might remember it from the earlier part of my podcast where I would state what's going on during the week, but that is now on Patreon. So I will keep you in the know, I promise, uh, for as little as $5 per month with a broadcast every week. So go check that out at Interjet... at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. And of course, all patrons get the uh, energetic principles podcast early than the public. So to get the next broadcast, which is going to be with Christopher Renstrom, we're going to be talking about trash astrology. That is going to come out on Patreon very soon here. Uh, So please do consider signing up. Once again, that is patreon.com backslash energetic principles. All right, everyone, I am wishing you a fabulous new moon and sending new moon blessings to all. Let the Aquarius vibes run through you and stream that consciousness. (laughs) Uh, So thank you so much for listening. And as always, may the stars be with you.